You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 675. I love to keep my comps real, 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 real close, real concentric. And why is that? Because your end buyer is going to very likely get a loan on it, whether or not they sell it to uh, an end user who's going to live in it, or if they're going to refi it to pull money out to keep it as a cash flowing property, either of them is going to need to have a lender involved. And if a lender gets involved in a deal, that means an appraiser is getting involved in the deal which is why I use appraiser rules when I'm comping my properties. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. You look at a house. Do you look at the satellite? On it? I do. Okay. Yes. Why? Why? I just want to see what's around it, uh-huh. right? I want to see roof colors. I yes. want to see, you know, if I can find traffic lines in the street. I'm trying to get a, a feel for the hood, right? When I see the satellite, I can see, oh, wow. You know, what looks like a traffic road on, like, you know, the drawing map. When you look at it on satellite, now you realize it's a freeway, mm-hmm. right? On the little picture map, you think, or when it's a, like an a animated map, you say, oh, wow, that looks like a commercial a commercial building next door. And when you look at it on satellite, it's a junkyard. There's a big difference, right? Big difference between a commercial building and a junkyard. That's going to take off a tremendous amount more money on the property. Yeah. But what things am I looking for? I'm, I love to keep my comps real, 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 real close, real concentric. And why is that? Because your end buyer is going to very likely get a loan on it, whether or not they sell it to uh, an end user who's going to live in it, or if they're going to refi it to pull money out to keep it as a cash flowing property, either of them is going to need to have a lender involved. And if a lender gets involved in a deal, that means an appraiser is getting involved in the deal, which is why I use appraiser rules when I'm comping my properties. Appraisers won't go as far out as a mile to find a, a value. No. They're going to want to stay a quarter mile from the property. They're only going to use properties that are within plus or minus 200 square feet of the subject. What does that mean? If my subject property is 1,000 square feet, I can only use a comp that's 800 to 1,200. If I have a 1,400 square foot house, I can't use that comp because now the dollar per square foot skews out. Yep. Right. And so you can only use comps that are plus or minus 200 square feet. In addition to that, You can only use comps or houses that are built within plus or minus five years of construction. And why is that? Because different build generations used different construction materials. We we pulled up one that was built in 1870 next to houses built like in the last 30 years. Right, right. Big difference, right? (laughs) And I see, and again, it's a a beginner's mistake. And don't feel bad if you've made the error. It's a a normal thing, right? We don't know. But for instance, and that rule is going to change in some build generations, like between 1890 to 1930. Yes. There wasn't a lot of building going on. I did the same thing. Didn't we pull it to 1930? There wasn't a lot of building going on. So they're using the same construction materials. It was the same build generation. Yeah. But between 1990 and 2010, two or three different build generations in there. Yeah. Right. And so you're saying, well, Jamil, that's only 20 years. And you went... 30, 40 years, and you call that the same. Well, that's because we've advanced very rapidly yeah. in the in the last uh, little while, right? And so you need to understand build generation. And that's why I like the rule of plus or minus five years. And then once you get into those older houses, 
you can start to get a little bit more flexible. But I'm not comparing a 1930 bill to a 1950 bill. Nope. Different stuff. Different stuff. Different stuff. Well, and we're not going two stories versus one. Exactly. We're it not has going to be the same property family, single family. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Flat roof to pitched roof. Oh, that's a big one. A lot of cities, there was a time when people were building with these flat roofs, and then they started doing pitched roofs, and there's a huge difference in insulation, yeah. energy efficiency, and that's why flat roof properties tend to be worth less than pitched roof properties. In addition to that, I don't want to ever leave my subdivision. Right? If I'm leaving my subdivision, I can almost guarantee there was different building standards, mm-hmm. different builder, different architecture. And when I'm yeah. when I'm doing different that, floor plan, different right? vibe, yeah, completely. So you really want to stay within the subdivision when possible. And what's a good way to find out? Because often we can't see what the subdivision is. Mm-hmm. Right? It's tough. Like, mm-hmm. well, I can't. How am I going to know if this is the same subdivision as that? If you cross the major road, you probably left the subdivision. Right. That's the rule. Yep. So don't cross the major road. Keep your comps tight to that, and you should be okay. So you've got you get an address. Yes, sir. Satellite view it. Yes, sir. What next? So then I'm going to look around at what's sold near, right nearby. Yep. Right, right nearby. Again, I don't want to go very far. And if you have to go, if your subject property is here and there's a, a bunch of sales, new renovated sales right nearby, but you're pulling your comp from right over here, that's gymnastics in my opinion. All right. You're basically bending your leg over your head to try to tell a story of value and no one's going to buy that. Yeah. When you've got better options right nearby, go with those options. And again, you're trying to understand the way that your buyer is going to look at this with with an objective viewpoint because their dollars and cents are on the line. And you should be looking at it the same way because if you're not in alignment with the way that your buyer thinks, you're not going to sell a lot of deals. If you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. I personally mentor you. You get my cell phone. We text. We call. It's crazy. It's bananas, right? But it's the truth because I want you to be as successful as possible and I want to work with you and I love you. So if you're interested in that, wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check it out. Scroll down. Keep scrolling. The little scroll things like tiny because there's so many testimonials. Nobody, nobody has more testimonials. Check it out. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. Till next time, you're the best. TTP. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.